PlayStation Daily. I'm John Blanco. It's Friday again. The week has come to an end. I'm loving it. I'm still transitioning from the holidays this time of year. Because you've got the holidays and you get used to lots of time off. And then MLK Day hits and you get a three-day weekend. But like getting through a five-day weekend is rough. And uh, it's cold. And um, my uh, our main car, our minivan, is like dead it's been dead for a week <laughs> so that's been a source of stress let me tell you when you're when your car that should have some value dies and then suddenly doesn't have much value that's a big hit because then you got to buy a car and you don't really have much in the way of down payment on it because you usually just leverage your car so it's been um it's been a week of trying to figure out, should we fix our car? Should we buy a new car? Should we buy a used car? I don't even know. Uh, my wife only wants a Toyota Sienna, so that also limits our options. But um, enough about that. Let's talk about some games, I guess. Uh, actually, quickly about the podcast. <laughs> I had a streak of four episodes in a row that were 22 minutes or longer I finally broke that streak Wednesday, and then we went 33 minutes yesterday. I'm a, I'm, I'd like to apologize. Occasionally, there's going to be longer episodes. That's fine. No, no one episode uh, offends me. But um, that sort of four episode streak, I really, I really want to avoid. If this is going to be a daily show, I don't want it to be long. And I know 22 minutes is not long compared to most uh, podcast shows. But um, gonna try to get a little leaner around here. Okay, I'm gonna try to like. Uh, get my staff uh, situated. You know what I mean? Gotta got have a little talking to John about all that stuff. I finished The Last of Us Part Two today. I finished it a lot faster than I thought I would. I actually thought it would take me to the end of the month to finish it. And, oh boy. Uh, I, <laughs> I took a break from No Return to get back to the story, and I just, whoosh, all the way through, through Abby... Um, and, and everything else, um, fantastic game. Uh, it's my second time playing through. I didn't think I would ever play through the game because it is so serious and so gritty and traumatizing. And there are several parts in the game where I just, I paused it and took a little break. Cause I, I just didn't want to see what I was about to see. And, um, I liked it more the second time, I think because, you know, you see the story from one angle. I'm still not going to be too spoilery about this. You see the story from one angle, and then you see the story from another angle, and it helps you to, like, put it in perspective. But now that I'm playing the game again, and I got to play the the game from that first angle again, it's helping to reinforce some stuff I already knew, and then you kind of review it, and, and yada, yada, yada. Still traumatizing. Still amazing. Um, what a game, man. What a game. What a story. Incredible. I had forgotten to how many like not well, like like flashbacks there are. I forgot they did that a lot more than I remember. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was great. And the flashbacks always seem to hit just when you really are forgetting that that information is something you really wanted to know, you know, that you're like, I really want to know this information. And now I forgot about it. And now you're going to hit me with it. And it hits me with much more gravity um, than if you fed me that information before. Uh, just an in incredible game. 
when I was done, I did the lost levels. I, I realized I didn't see any missing scenes. And I guess I, I you know, in, in trying to not get too much information, and especially when the game came out, there was YouTube videos with all of them. I kind of thought the lost levels were in the game, but they're not. The lost levels are in an extra section. Um, there's three of them at this time. I don't know if there will be more. It's possible there could be. But there's three of them. Uh, and uh, Neil Druckmann explains where they were in the timeline, which is good. He also explains that some of them are pretty rough. All of the scenes are actually pretty good. Some of the pictures and, and clips they were showing before you played the scene were even rougher. But uh, the, the one thing that seemingly is missing generally is uh, the voiceover work as well as some of the animations. So there's some some scenes you play and a person like there was one scene where somebody had their hand in a very odd angle. And it's really because they have to program in the animation when they polish up the scene. And so they really just were putting the people's uh, limbs in relative positioning of where they wanted them to be. Um, so there was three scenes. I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head. Hopefully I remember that. Um, one scene, well, do we want to go in order? I, the Seattle sewers scene is, it's actually really, it's really cool. Um, but the, uh, I can't remember what the first scene was. The second one they showed was Seattle sewers. So if you remember, there's a part with Ellie when she gets attacked and she falls through a window into the water and she ends up in the Seattle sewers and she has to get her way out. That scene is much quicker than I remember. Um, I, I was actually thinking about the same scene in the DLC for the first game left Be left behind I think it's called and uh I got a little bit lost but it's really just pretty quick you just go up over the pipe and you're in but there's actually a kind of like a a, a maze of pipes that you have to navigate through and then you get to that final section and then you get out and they actually just took that first section out because they didn't want to get you stuck there but they went over some ideas they had and there's this one part of it where you're going through the pipe and there's literally like a clicker sort of like fungally impaled into the pipe and you have to go right past them. And it's pretty creepy. And I kind of wish they would have kept this one. Um, this was the one I definitely feel like they should have kept this one. Uh, the third scene that I remember was um, was this was this the first scene? was an extension of the party at Jackson. Um, we do see a flashback to the to the kissing scene later in the game. And there was actually more scenes. Oh, yeah, this was the I think this was the first scene that they showed. Um, so it's an extension of that party scene. It's probably right before the kissing scene. And uh there is uh, some producer discussion, director discussion about why the scene was taken out and what it was. And I think they just didn't want to have too many of these scenes. And um, but it's really cool. You see the Christmas lights. There's some conversation and there are some kids playing clicker. And it is so funny. It's not voice acted, so it doesn't have the full effect. But you see this little girl acting like a clicker and um, she closes her eyes and she's chasing her friends or she's listening for her friends. And then um, Ellie actually does it and it actually does go dark and you are a clicker. And it's just really creepy to see Ellie walking like a clicker. So that was a good one. 
And then there's a scene with a boar. I won't get too much into it. That was probably eh, the the least exciting scene to it. Uh, the director was discussing that this was actually multiple parts. It was going to be five parts. Then they took three parts away and left the last two parts. But then eventually they took it out. This is also a, uh, a scene that happens near the end of the game. Um, the really cool part is you walk through the scene. There's these little quote bubbles and you click them. And that's when you hear the director commentary. So, you know... As opposed to like Blu-ray commentary where it just plays, this one is interactive and it was just cool to go over to an area, click it and have it um, kind of give you that commentary. And you can skip it if you want to. You can just play through it if you want to. Um, but the commentary is really interesting and uh, they were cool. All three of the scenes were were were, were pretty neat to see. And um, uh, the boar scene took place in a, in a in a setting we hadn't seen before. So they were all pretty neat. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be more. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was pretty interesting. And so now I just have no return to go to. I'll probably play a couple runs a little later tonight. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I wanted to get through the story so I can kind of move on from the story and, and just focus on the, the roguelike, the new stuff. So I'm, I'm done with the old stuff, but I'm so glad I played it again. A couple nights ago, I finally watched Gran Turismo, the movie. Uh, I didn't watch it in theaters. I was actually a little confused about what the movie was. And I remember when they were talking about this movie coming out, it was like, really, they're going to make a movie based on car racing. But it it actually is about this kid who was really good at Gran Turismo. And then there was this tournament. And maybe somebody listening to this podcast remembers it. There was this tournament and they took the best players uh, from each of their regions and um, they competed to become the basically the champion and then to actually really race. And it's very obvious from a marketing point of view why Sony would do this, right? They're going to say, our game is so realistic that if you are good enough at the game, you can actually race. And I wanted to see the movie because I do a podcast but I was interested in once I found out, like I know David Harbour was in it and I found out it was about this real life sort of event and not just a movie about cars. Um, I, I was interested in it and surprisingly, my wife was interested in it, too. So we, we just signed back up to Netflix and this was one of the first things I watched. And I got to say, it was really enjoyable. I would very much recommend watching it. What I loved about it, well, David Harbour is great in it, um, kind of a father figure, and um, he's fantastic. The The main actor, I don't, I, I don't want to butcher his name, but Archie Mataque, uh is excellent as well. He is the, the PlayStation player. This movie has tons of nods to PlayStation. Lots of PlayStation sound effects are going on in this game. And they do a lot of bringing Gran Turismo into the real world, onto the screen, that sort of thing. It's very cool. It's a little, I think the movie's a little over two hours, and it felt really fast. It paces really well and was super enjoyable. Orlando Bloom is in this movie. He plays a, he's like a VP, like a Sony VP or marketing type guy. Forget what. Um, it's cool. To, it was cool to see him. And uh, yeah, no, I was, it was absolutely fantastic. I, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun to see this as being a real story. There's some tragic events that occur in the movie that are actually based on real life. And I went to um, TikTok of all places to see some of the real life events occurring. And it's kind of wild. It's, a, it's an amazing story. But this PlayStation player, his name is, is, is Jan Mardenborough is still a racer today. 
Like, this is how he got his start, and he's still going, and he's had success. So that's really fascinating. And the way they take these racers who they say, like, they just play Sims, um, not the Sims, but, like, a simulator, and now they're really racing, if they really did a good job of putting you into that place of what it would be like to be really good at the video game so much so that you play even no matter how realistic it is and then you really go race and wow terrifying <laughs> like you're actually in a car and um it's 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 pretty it's pretty wild i would absolutely recommend it by the way the uh, the kid who's in if you ever seen the show never have i ever an excellent show um the kid in there paxton who's sort of the cool kid in school um, he plays the American racer in this game. Um, it was really cool to see him as well. And when we were watching the credits, I'm looking at the credits and it said Jerry Hollowell, Holloway Horner. Jerry Hollowell Horner. And I was like, what? Jerry Hollowell? And my wife goes, who is she? And I was like, you don't know who Jerry Hollowell is? <laughs> and it led to about 20 minutes of discussion I was like, it's one of the Spice Girls. It's Ginger Spice. And um, we had this whole discussion about, like, how do you not know who Jerry Hollowell is? And then we ended up trying to, like, name all the other ones. And I was hilarious. But uh, the mother of the main character is is Ginger Spice. It was awesome to see. That was so cool. I totally didn't recognize her the whole movie. Um, probably still wouldn't recognize her. But, like, that was crazy. That's that's really cool. So um, that's a nice little little Easter egg there. Ginger Spice. Awesome. Love the Spice Girls. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend it. It is on Netflix right now. And if you love PlayStation, you will love this movie. There's just so many PlayStation nods. It's fantastic. Uh, really did enjoy it. All right. So what am I moving on to now? Well, like I said, I'm going to play some No Return. I have been deciding over the past week if after I finished The Last of Us, I said I'm either going to play... Elden Ring again, or I'm going to play Final Fantasy VII Remake again. Why? Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake again, just to get the story fresh in my head um, if I want to go play Rebirth on day one. Um, Elden Ring because there's DLC that's coming, and I really did enjoy the game. Not the really hard boss parts, but all the other parts I really enjoyed. And I kind of just want to play through it again as a different character and maybe be a little smarter about my build. I have decided I am going to play Elden Ring again. Um, the big reason is I just don't think I want to buy Rebirth Day 1 for $70. Um, I'll play it down the road. I'll play Final Fantasy VII Remake again along the way. But I'm just in the mood to play some Elden Ring. And that might last a couple days or three days, and then I quit. I don't know. But that's what I'm going to start playing <laughs> today, actually. So I'm um, going to give Elden Ring a go. See if I have an even better time this time. If not, I don't. But that's it. That is the end of our week. The week has come to an end. Next week, I do, unless it happens later today, I do anticipate we are going to get the uh, February monthlies. February monthlies? Yeah. We should be getting the February monthly games. I think we've already been hinted one of them is going to be Foam Stars. So the announcement might, might come a little bit later, but it'll happen almost definitely next week. Um, so what in addition to Foam Stars, that is going to be um, something that I will be interested in. And you know that we'll be here to cover it because we always cover it. It's one of my favorite times of the month. But that's it for tonight. Hope everyone had a good week. PlayStation Daily is your daily podcast for everything Sony PlayStation. Email me topic ideas or feedback for the show at PlayStation Daily Pod 
at gmail.com. We're on threads at PS Daily Pod and Facebook at facebook.com slash PS Daily Pod. Hope you've enjoyed today's pod. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend, but until next time. PlayStation.